Thank you, Landon. I had told you about uh, write down your gifts. I gave you some homework. I'm going to give you one more week to do that because this week I had several people tell me about a website that they went to, and I want to put that up on the on the screen if you've got it. And if you go to Church Growth Spiritual Gifts Survey, you can take a survey. And then next Sunday, I'm going to hand out some papers, and I want you to write down what you found on this survey. And it'll have your top three spiritual gifts. And it takes about, oh, it takes about five or ten minutes to take. And I think it'll be interesting to you. And I don't want you to just write down what it says your spiritual gifts are. I'm going to have a spot for you to write down maybe some things that you like to do, things that, uh, gifts that you have that you know you have. Maybe, uh, I don't know what they would be, but I want, I'm, I'm going to do that next week. But this week I wanted to stay where we were. As I, as I started heading this way, I just wanted to stay one more week on what are you known for. We are known by these things. And so we're going to stay here in James, uh, I mean, in John chapter 13. So let's, uh, let's all stand in honor of God's word. Go to John chapter 13. We're going to begin reading with verse 34. And this is where we were last week. And this is what Jesus says. He's saying this is what the church is. This is what the church is going to look like. This is what the church needs to look like. He says, A new command I give you, love one another as I have loved you, so you must love one another. By this all men will know that you are my disciples if you love one another. And if I ask you this morning, what are you known for, what would your answer be? I want you to think about this. What are you known for? And Jesus is very clear. He says, you're supposed to be known. We will be known how we love one another. So let's pray. Father, we come to you this morning, and we just ask that your word would speak into our hearts. Father, help us to be really honest this morning. What are we known for? When people look at us, what are we known for? And I pray this morning, Lord, that you would bring conviction on our hearts. Help us, to, help us to be known for the things that you want us to be known for, not the things that we want to be known for. And so speak into our hearts, bring conviction upon us, and we ask these things in Jesus' name. Amen. Each of us is known for something. And some of you have lived a, some people live a really good life, and they're known for that. They're known for their work ethic. You're known as someone who pays your bills, someone who takes care of your family, and someone who is upstanding in the community. And there are other people who are known for the bad things in their life. Some people have done things, and, and, uh, and it's those bad things that they're known for, and they're, each, of, each of us are given a label. And this is really prevalent in the society we live in now. You're given a label and you carry that label with you. And sometimes you're able to get out from under that label, and sometimes you carry that label, and it feels like that label is the first thing that people see, and they immediately make a judgment about you, and you're done. 
and people say, look, there's so-and-so, and, and he did this, or he did that, or he did, uh, he's fat, or he's dumb, or ugly, and that's the way it is in school, and, and they give you labels that he's a, he's a basketball player, he's a football player, he is not athletic at all, he's a weirdo, he's a square, he's a hipster doofus, or whatever it is, and you get labels, and we all do this, we all do this, and we look at people, and we see their label, and immediately we make a judgment. Yes, I could have a conversation with them, or no, I couldn't have a conversation with them. And in the, in, the, in, the, in the context that we live in in our society, lots of times we look at people, we look at their label, and we decide, yes, I can talk to them. Yes, I can have a conversation with them. Or we immediately kick that person out and say, I'm not going to have anything to do with them. In the political arena that we are in right now, it is to where, if we don't agree politically, we cannot even have a conversation. It is getting that bad. And I want you to know that that is not of God. That is not what God wants. That is not what God... We can, and here's the deal, we can have completely different views on things and still be civil with people everybody god loves everybody whether they agree with me or not god loves them and so god has called us to love and to look past labels because labels are hard to live and and the and the world is really good at putting labels on people and the world is really good at affecting of having effect on the way that people uh, are known the world is really good at handing out labels and once you get a label once you get a label it's hard to get off because the world won't let you get rid of it when the world gives you a label the world doesn't forget the world keeps it and you get your label and the world then the people make judgments on you and about you or whether they're going to spend time with you whether they like you or not and the world has come to this place to where, to where once you get a label, it's really hard to get rid of it. And uh, that's, where it, that's where we are right now. And it doesn't take much to get a label. It's easy to get a label. It's easier now than ever. Because of social mu- media, I can label someone. I can say something about someone and share it. And immediately everybody hears what my label is for that person. And they say, well, so-and-so thinks that, so it must be true, or so-and-so thinks that, and, and all these other people think that, and they like it. And so it's easy to give a label to someone immediately, where it used to not be that way. But now we can do it immediately. And I want you to know that we need to be, as Christian people, we need to be very, very careful what we say about people and to people especially on social media. Because when we say those things, we're labeling. We're labeling. And we might, be, we might even just be kidding, but I'm telling you, it goes fast and it goes big and people get labels and people can get labels labeled and someone not know all the facts about it. I was talking to a lady this week and uh, she was talking about what someone had said to her uh, on social media. 
and how hurtful it was and how the person had part of the facts right, but they didn't have all the facts. But now what all, what all has been said has been said and it can't be unsaid and it's out there. And I want, you to, I want us to know as the church, people are watching us and seeing what we say and seeing how we act and seeing how we act to one another. And the word says that we are going to be known, we're going to be known as the church by how we love each other. And how we love each other is what we say and what we do and our actions toward each other and our actions toward each other on social media, our actions toward each other in person. And people are watching that. And there needs to be a stark difference in our lives and the lives of the rest of the world. And the church needs to be a place to where we don't are uh, not so easy to, to hand out labels to people because as we get through this, we're going to see that. And when we gossip, we put labels on people. When we talk about people, we're giving people a label to place on someone else, and we are affecting how people are known. You know, every time you talk about somebody, you are affecting what someone else thinks about them. You are affecting how they are known. We need to be really careful about that and i'm speaking to myself here uh when we talk about people it affects how people are known and sometimes we have a desire to to do that and we need to be careful that sometimes uh what you're known for is your fault sometimes you do things and there's consequences for it and you are known for that sometimes you are known for something and it's not your fault Sometimes it's just what someone said and you become known for that and it may not even be true. So we need to be very careful about that. We need to be careful. I think sometimes we think if it's true, I can go ahead and say it anyway. You know what? Sometimes things don't need to be said. Even if they are true, they don't need to be said. And so you, sometimes you do something stupid and you get caught and you're going to be known for that. And uh, people don't soon forget, and you become known for something. And you wish that, uh, that you weren't known for that. How many of you have... No, I'm not going to ask you to raise your hands. But let's be honest. Sometimes if you got around maybe some old friends that you went to high school with or some old friends that you ran around with, they might say, I remember when you did this, or I remember when you did that. And you wouldn't want anybody to know that. You wouldn't want that to be known about you. And so we need to be careful that we, what, we, what we're known for. And you wish, and there's sometimes you wish, and I wish, that there were things that I wasn't known for. And so we come to God and we, and we come to the place in our life where we say we wish we could change what we were known for. And I'm going to tell you, it sounds impossible. Because sometimes once you've done something, it's done, and everybody's always going to know this, and I'm always going to be known for this, and nobody's ever going to forget about it. But I want you to know that inside the church, inside the church, and I think it's probably the only place in all of culture where you can be changed for what you are known for. When I was a kid... There was a big high school senior boy that went to our church. And he was a football player, and he was a big guy, and he was really talented. 
And I've told you this story before, but I just, I just thought the world of this guy. He was a great, great guy. And he had a girlfriend there in the teen group, and she was, uh, she was a really good-looking lady. And I just, I mean, I was a little kid, and I just remember looking up to them, and, and they would sing, and, and they were just, they would sing up front, and, and I watched their lives, and I just, I just thought the world of them. And I mean, it was just, I was just a little kid. I mean, he was a, a senior, and I was, I wasn't even in, in junior high yet, and I just remember thinking, this, this guy is awesome. And as time went on in, the, in their senior year, uh, she got pregnant. And I remember uh, my mom and dad telling me what was going on. And uh, they, got, they got married. They didn't have a ceremony or anything. They didn't have a big church wedding or anything like that. They got married. And I remember my mom and dad telling me that story. I was on the way home in the back of a... We had a 69 Galaxy 500 that we rode to church in. I remember in the back seat, my mom and dad saying, this is what has happened. And it wasn't... It wasn't... Uh, it was it was sad in my in our car that day. It wasn't like oh look, listen to this. It was just like this is awful. And I remember my mom and dad trying to help me through that. And I I remember thinking this is this is just awful. And I watched this couple, and they kept going to church. They never quit. They never quit. They came every Sunday, every Sunday night kept coming to church and every month she would get bigger and they and she you know she delivered her baby and they would bring that baby to church and I remember and, and for a while they were kind of known for that you know what I'm saying that's what they were known for but I watched as a little kid I watched this and I watched our church love them and I watched them keep loving God and they loved others, and they served. And I remember at one time in my life where I completely forgot what had happened. And it was erased. And that's not what they were known for anymore. They were known for their love for Christ. They were known for their service to the people there in that church. They were known for the gifts that they used. And what had once been something that they were known for, because they stayed with it and stayed at it, became something that was long gone. And, 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 and I'll tell you what, if you mentioned it, I guarantee you, if you mentioned it in that church today, 90% of the people wouldn't even know it. People that, even knew, that knew them probably wouldn't even know. Because God says He has a way that when we love each other, when we love when I love you and you love me that the thing I'm known for is not what happened way back in the back it's not what I did way back there I become known for my love for you and my love for God and it can't happen anywhere else but here it has to happen in the church and when he talks about this he says this is what it has and did it take time yes but eventually, God did that. And they didn't want to be known for that uh, anymore. And God was able to do that. And maybe someone is here today. And you don't want to be known for the way you are right now. And you would like to change that. And, and I want to tell you, in the church, 
the church becomes known for things too. Our church has been known for having great teen groups. We've had great teen youth pastors. We've had great youth pastors. And we've been known for that. We've been known for a great kids program. We've been known, Kelsey is still doing a great job. We are known for that. We are known in our community for great VBS. If you talk to people, they'll say, we, we, have, we have great VBS. And we're known for some of those things. We're probably known for some things, and things have been said, and we're probably known some, for some things that we don't want to be known for. I'm just being honest. Probably that's where we're at. But I want to tell you, sometimes we want to be known for we have a great building or we have great worship or we have great preaching or whatever it is. We want to be known for those things. But I want you to know that Jesus, you ever notice that Jesus doesn't mention any of those things here? He doesn't mention any of the things that we kind of think are important. I'm I'm reading a book by, uh, by Francis Chan. And I don't know if it was in this book or in another book that I'm reading by him because I, 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 I'm reading two different books. But he says, I've imagined what if Peter and Paul came together after a Sunday morning service and they're on Monday morning, they meet each other and they say, how was service yesterday? And they said, oh, we had great worship. It was great worship. Was your worship good? Well, you know, my worship wasn't so good yesterday. Was your message good yesterday? Yeah, my message was good. My mind wasn't so good. You need to come to my church. Come next weekend. Well, I can't come next weekend because we're going to a soccer tournament. But the weekend after that, you can come and we'll, and we'll go to church together. And, we'll, and we'll, that's what we'll do. I don't think that's the way Peter and Paul talked about church. I don't think they got together and said, well, boy, and I'm going to tell, uh, I mean, uh, Colin did a great job this morning. Thank you, Colin. But I don't think that Peter and Paul got together and said, boy, didn't we have just great worship? I think they got together and said, didn't we have a great time together as a body? Didn't we have a great time serving the Lord? They were so sold out to God that it wasn't about whether they had great worship or if they had a great message or if they had this or that. They wanted to come and be in the place with people And their church was not about being known for having the best kids program because they probably didn't have a kids program. It wasn't about having a great teen program because they probably didn't have a teen program. It wasn't about having music because they probably didn't have a whole lot of music. They got together and they said, we as a group are going to love each other. And in this, when Jesus talks about what we will be known for and how we will be known, it is not about this. It's about this. It's about you will be known as a follower of Jesus Christ by the way I love you. And you're going to be known as a follower of Jesus Christ by the way you love me. And maybe this morning, I'm just telling you this morning, the only way that we can be known in this community the way God would want us to be known is we've got to love each other. That's the only way. That's the only way. It's not if we have Luke Letzinger as our youth pastor 
And I'm all excited about that. But it ain't going to matter what Luke does unless we love each other. We can be known for great music. We can be known for a great building. We can be known because we give turkeys away every Thanksgiving. We can be known because we have a uh, garage sale every spring. We can be known for those things. And those things aren't bad. But Jesus says the most important thing and the way that people will really know that you are my disciple is if you love me and if you love each other. And we've got to love each other, people. And people are hard to love. Sometimes we're really hard to love. But we have to decide that if we're going to be what God would have us to be, we're going to love each other. And we can't just decide and say, okay, I'm just going to try harder and I'm going to love you. We've got to allow God to do a work in us so that we can love each other. I'm going to tell you what, this is not like, you know, some of you guys have kids on, on baseball teams or basketball teams. And if you have kids on basketball teams, then you all go to the games together and you start seeing parents of kids and you start knowing parents of kids and, and you start having a friendship together and things like that. And, and you have relationship there and you have a bond there. That's not what this is. This is we love each other. This is we are vulnerable with, with each other. This is I'm going to open myself up to where you can hurt me, love. And here's the deal. I don't like that. I don't like getting hurt. I told you a few Sundays ago, I've kind of pulled back from you guys because I'm getting tired of getting hurt. I can't do that. Because the Word says if the church is going to be what it's supposed to be, that we have to love each other. So we've got to throw it all out there and say, all right, I'm going to love you and you can hurt me, but I'm going to love you anyway. And that's what God has called us to. And He says, he says it is only then... It is only then that people see that you are a follower of Christ. You can say you're a follower of Christ. You can put it all over Facebook that you're a follower of Christ. You can take an ad out in the newspaper and say, I'm a follower of Christ. You can say to everybody, I'm a follower of Christ. But until you love people, nobody's going to believe it. People can say whatever they want to, but we have to show it. And part of the way we show it, We go minister to people. We're going to go try to put a bag on every doorstep in Marshfield. And when you're doing that, and hopefully there's some more people going to sign up for that, but when we're doing that, don't be going, I can't believe I got it. Don't be, whoever's driving the truck, don't honk, hurry up, stupid, you're taking too long. That'd be probably a husband talking to his wife. No. <laughs> Come on. I got way better things to do than this all day. Oh, yeah, that, that's really a lot of love there, isn't it? You know? We need to be thinking, how is what I'm doing today going to show them that I'm a follower of Christ? And that's just one day that we take to do stuff like that and, 
And we're going to do, we're, we're going to have opportunity when we do the, the turkey giveaway. And that's, and that's great, and that's fine. But you know what? It really happens in every day. When I'm in the line and it's slow and the person in, in, uh, at the checkout is not doing things very fast and I'm getting frustrated. How am I going to, Lord, help me love them. Lord, I have to show them I love them. When I'm in traffic and, and, or whatever, and God help me love them. And I'm telling you, this is something God's working on me. I mean, this is really working on me because I'm just telling you, there's a lot of people that should not be driving out there. I mean, they're just, shouldn't be, you know. It's probably me is one of them. So I'm trying, my my wife is my helper, and she's helping me uh, with that. And so, I'm, I mean, God's helping me. But we've got to show we love. We love. And you can't just, and like I said, you can't just decide that. You have to say, God, help me. To love people like you love people. Help me to be interested in the people you're interested in. Oswald Chambers says, he, he said, I prayed that God would help me be interested in the people that God's interested in. He said, and God is interested in some crazy people, namely me. You know, God loves that slow person in front of you that is trying to do something within in the in the checkout line and and the and the person that's 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 not helping things along and and the person that cuts you off God loves them and our kids need to see that in our home our kids need to see love for mom and dad loving each other that's how they're going to know who... Do you understand what I'm saying? That's how they know who Jesus is by the way I love Cindy. That's how my kids knew who Jesus was by the way I love Cindy. Did I always love her right? No. But God helped me to. And God helped Cindy to love me. And that's what we have to do. Because our, where else are they going to see it? They're not going to see it in the world. The world's cutthroat. We... Let's just do the best we can and get, and get through. But they will see who Jesus is by the way we love each other. And it starts in our home, and then it flows out from there. And church, I'm telling you, I don't think, I don't think we're known for our love for each other. I think we're known for our programs. I think we're known for our buildings think maybe we're known for the things that we do but I want us to be known for loving each other and God wants us to be known for loving each other and I want to ask yourself what am I known for what am I known for I want you to go home and I want you to pray that and say God what am I known for what are we known for and it won't be changed overnight it won't be changed like that but it's going to be changed one heart at a time. And maybe there's somebody here this morning, you say, I don't want to be known like I'm known now. The only way you can change that is by loving other people. This is the only place that's going to go away. 
Out in the world, they will keep your label on you forever. You will never get rid of your label. This is the only place you can get rid of your label. I promise you. And Jesus says, it comes down to that the only thing we're known for, I'm not known for what I did. I'm not known for who I was. I'm not known for anything else. I'm known because of the way I love others. And I become known as a follower of Christ. He says, I'm not supposed to be known for anything else. We like to be known for what we do. We like to be known for our job. We like to be known for our position in life. Jesus says that as a follower of Christ, the first thing I should be known for is the way that I love people, and then it will know that I am a follower of his, and he doesn't name anything else. Is that what you want to be known for this morning? Who wants to stand this morning? I'm asking you to think a lot these last couple of weeks. I want you to think about what your gift is. I want you to go home and I want you to be praying this week. I, I would love for moms and dads to sit down with your kids and say, what, what are we known for? Kids, do you, know, do you know that I love your mother? Can you see Jesus in the way that I love your mother? And if not, I'm sorry. And God help me to change that. And I want us as we as we're in public and as we as we move around town, think about that we represent our church and 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 does, are we loving each other? Do we love each other by the way we talk about each other? Because people are listening. Do we love each other by the way we talk about each other? Do we love each other by the way we post about others? How am I known and how am I helping other people be known well? You have a lot of power in the world we live in about how other people are known. And I want you to go home and I want you to think about how am I known and how am I making others known? And I'm going to love people the way that God loved people because I want people to know who he is and know that I'm a follower of Christ. Let's pray. Father, I love you today. Father, I want us to ask the question, what am I known for? I may be known for really good things, but you want us to be known as followers of God. That's the first thing you want us to be known for. And your word says, the only way I am known by that is the way I love others. And so, Father, I pray that you would help me to love others the way you do. Father, I pray that you would help us as a church that we would not just care about each other, but that we would truly love each other, that we would talk about each other and to each other like people who love each other. Because then you say that the community will know who you are by that. And I pray that that would happen in our church. We love you, Father, and thank you for this day. I pray that you bring us all back together tonight. I pray that we would have a great time of fellowship together tonight and that we would learn to love each other more. And we ask these things in Jesus' name. Amen. Let's pray the prayer of Jabez.